Morning, Marco. Morning, Marco. <laughs> we tried to go outside. I mean, we could have gone outside, but it's raining and that's not good for the phone or me or the chair that we sit on that's already been rained on. Send the rain, Lord. Send the rain. Yesterday was perfect, so today it had to rain. Right. It's just... He's Oregon. Get out of the system so it'll be clear and nice this weekend while we're outside at our market. Well, um, we do have a... I mean, Oregon is kind of a state where it's like, eh, okay, whatever. Yeah. So I get pulled out of the hat every day. What are we going to do today? I have to think about that, you know. It's like uh, a couple of years ago, we went to Texas in the middle of summer. And it was colder in Texas than it was well, in Well, it was Oregon. October, but... Well, yeah, still, October. Back should've, then, it should have been, been warm, and it warm. was stinking cold. It was... Re they didn't even expect it to be that cold. Yeah, so... It was... Just like, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe we just take Oregon weather with us where we go. Yeah, well, that was it. They, they blamed us for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. All the state of Texas was like, oh, the Davenport's are here. It's going to rain. Mm -hmm. Windy and cold and... Yeah, it wasn't at all what they normally would have expected in October. <laughs> so, anyway, today is... Um... Oh, <laughs> I always do that. I couldn't oh, stop doing that. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, mine's stop. already down. I figured I it out. I don't know. Maybe that works. I sometimes think I've got a handle on technology, and then sometimes I prove that I don't. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. So today is uh, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. And yes, this is this is uh, Star Wars Day. Star Wars is the biggest Hollywood phenomenon in history, uh, bar none. It, uh, I remember the first time I saw Star Wars. Me too. And, uh, you know, made an impact on me. I was already a, a science fiction fan mm -hmm. from, from way back. I wasn't so much a science fiction fan as much as I was going to the movies with my friends when I was 14. Uh, no, I was younger than that. Oh, wait. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. That was, was way 70, too far ago. 77. I believe it was. Hi, Wednesday. Well, hello Hi there. there, sweetheart. It's good to see your name up there. My goodness. Yeah. You know, we are coming to California next month. Or no. It's this month. this month. Yeah, like in a couple, three so weeks. You'll we'll be zipping through ready. And if it works out, it'd be awesome to see you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, May the 4th is a big deal. Love Star Wars. Love the, uh, um, a lot of the stories that's come out of it. A lot of other, um, you, if you go on to Disney Plus, Star Wars has its own section. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, so, you know, that's great. Uh, we, we love Star Wars and, and we love Star Wars Day and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's pretty, pretty fascinating, all the stories and the ingeniousness of it. And, uh, but, um, today is also, um, a much, much more important day. It's, it's the National Day of Prayer. And, you know, we're going to, that's what we're going to talk. We're going to kind of veer away from our regular Bible study this morning. And we're going to talk a little bit about prayer. And, uh, so, um, if you're, um, got a new house, oh, got a new truck out of the apartment, working a ton, 
the Lord provides. Yes, oh, he does. Yay. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yes. That is wonderful. Are you still in Reading? Yeah, you, you guys still in the area. Yeah. Let me know if you're still in the area. Wow, that's a big change. Yeah, it is. A lot yeah. of big stuff. Well, we're looking for a house. And so before yeah. too long, hopefully, we'll be reporting some of the same stuff. Well, I got a phone call yesterday after Bible study. And um, from a from a um, guy who is a veteran real estate specialist, mm-hmm. and um, he is certain. Oh, okay, still in writing. Mm-hmm. He is certain we will be able to qualify with zero down. So we're excited about that. Yes, and uh, we're looking looking. Good morning, Hendrix. Hi, God Hendrix. bless you, sir. Good, or good evening. evening. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> What did he say? Like it six, was 6.30 six, when so we asked him before. So it's somewhere. after 6 in yeah. the evening for him. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we do appreciate your ongoing prayers for that. So anyway, yeah, we want to focus this morning on um, some information that Scripture gives us, teaching and uh, helps uh, on the topic of prayer. And of course, you know, if you know us, we are constantly promoting prayer. Prayer is essentially broken down to its most simple form is communication with God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there are those who will pray to their gods or to other gods or to the spirits or whatever. Um, but there is a reality where if we're not praying to the God, then we are, we are praying. It's, we're, I don't know, praying mm-hmm. to demons or, yeah. or, or, or to ourselves or yeah. whatever it is, but we're not, if it's, if we don't have <clears throat> relationship with God then the, and we're praying on a regular basis to a God, we're praying in vain. But I, I don't want to get too much into that yeah. because that's not the, the focus this morning. Um, so Bible tip this morning is one that I'm going to repeat because of it being the National Day of Prayer, and that is to pray. Good morning, sweetheart. Hi there, kitty. Cutie. Um, cutie, cutie <laughs> I think I was going to say kiddo and cutie, and it came out funny, so that's your new nickname. Right. <laughs> Whatever I said. Um, so, you know, um, my Bible tip today is pray before you read. Pray, always pray before you read. Now, do you have to? Pray before you read in order to get something out of Scripture? Certainly not. But it is one of those things where Scripture is best explained and uh, taught through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, and we had um, um, what our church calls the table. It's where we have a meal together and a teaching uh, every other Wednesday, and that was last night. And... um, um, our associate pastor, uh, Nathaniel um, Stubbs, what an awesome guy. He he taught on the personhood of Scripture, or of, of excuse me, of uh, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was. There was so much. I mean, it, I, I told him, in fact, I actually went up and told him, I said, you know, when you start recording these things, because I need to listen to this like yeah. five, five more times uh, yeah, to get all the stuff that, that was taught. But anyway, um, having the Holy Spirit teach us through Scripture will always take us much, much further than just 
reading what's on the surface and hoping we grasp something or understand something. Right. And that's one of the struggles that we all have. And, you know, I, I, to this day, I still read scripture sometimes. And I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is was, first of all, understand scripture. Th the Bible is not a book. It's not just like, okay, we just grab this off the shelf and we're, we'll read this story. And it's just, this is cool. You know? It's not just a book that we read. And I read a lot of books. Most of them are, are, um, are teaching books, you know, from various people and stuff. Um, but, you know, I like to read, um, um, storybooks. I write storybooks, you know, so, but there's a reality where we have to see scripture is not just a normal book. And I think that's one re one of the things that throws a lot of folks off when they don't quite understand, you know, they read a passage of scripture and we don't understand it. It's not because we are reading a book, a regular book that we don't get. It's because there's secrets and, and, and understandings and teachings and, and um, lessons that that are meant for us to to delve deeper into to understand we can't make something part of ourselves if we don't get the deeper hidden meanings behind it many times yeah. it's very surface learning that we have but but most of the time we need the holy spirit to give us what's underneath we can read passages of scripture and we're like okay i understand that but then we read it again because the Holy Spirit moves on it and it's something different, not significant, not an opposite meaning or anything like that, but just there's something, there's something different and that makes it part of us. And so it's important for us to realize that as we dive into the word of God, it's a special book that needs greater interpretation than just what our minds can come right. up with and what, what other men and women can come up with too. And that's why we seek the Holy Spirit to teach us. So uh, it, it bears repeating, and that's why I'm repeating it today, since today is the National Day of Prayer. Pray before you read the word that the Holy Spirit will come and show you something greater than just what's on the surface, something greater than just the words that's in ink. So as we go into the word of God this morning and, uh, and um, understanding a little bit more about prayer, Let's pray, because that's what we do. We are going to be praying for our law enforcement uh, this morning as we progress later on. And so if you have a prayer request, situation, circumstances, whatever you want to reveal, if you don't want to reveal too much, whatever, however it is you want to put it, go ahead and post it up there. Or you can send us a note in my private uh, private chat, and, and uh, we will add it to our prayer time. Or if you're watching later on, please go ahead and make a comment. We'll get the notification and we'll be praying for you. So let's, mm -hmm. let's get started with uh, <coughs> prayer. <sighs> Father, it is an awesome day to be reminded of what it means to communicate with you. And that's ultimately what we're doing is we're talking to you. We bring our needs, we bring our desires, we bring the circumstances and situations that we're in. We bring the names and the voices of others, uh, situations that they're in. We bring our leadership to you. We bring those that we love in our family. We bring so many things to bear. And this morning, as we study, Lord Jesus, we pray that you would send your Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you would lead us and that you would guide us. 
and that you would teach us as we learn more about this communication that we're doing right now. Talking to you, talking to the Father, talking to our Lord Jesus, learning, understanding, and hearing the things that you have for us. I pray that your blessings would be over this and Holy Spirit that you would teach. Amen. Amen. All right. <coughs> so if you have the Bible with you, Oh, I'm going to pull up so I can read that. Read that, that. that. Oh. Oops. Hold on. Okay, Wednesday says, not only pray before reading his word, but actually pray scripture. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Great way to memorize scripture and makes it easier to apply the word to your life. It takes root and bears much fruit. Yes. Oh, that's a cute little rhyme right there. Root and fruit. <laughs> yeah. No that's, fruit without root. That's true. And there are plenty of scriptures that are basically a prayer in themselves um, that we can use as a prayer. Obviously, the Lord's Prayer and yeah. many others. So, I, I didn't... Um, who was that? Oh, you are. Okay. Oh, yeah, I just popped in. Um, so, you know, I woke up this morning and I was, just, you know, I was praying, what what do we do? And then I was reminded it's National Day of Prayer. So I don't have a sermon prepared for you. And what I decided to do was take some basic structure scriptures and bring them to bear this morning for the purpose of understanding a few things about prayer. This is not by any stretch an exhaustive understanding of prayer. But I want to emphasize prayer's basic purpose is communication with God. Now, in understanding that we have a, we have to understand this is a privilege to be able to pray and have communication with God. And prayer, of course, just like any other communication, is meant to be a two-way street. And relationship with my wife, the communication, if the communication was always me blabbing, and her never getting to say anything, it wouldn't last very long. It's damaging to our relationship. So in our relationship with God, it's important to understand there are times when we bring things to him. There are times when we simply communicate with him. There are times when we just worship him. And there are times when we need to be quiet so we can hear from him. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it it's a great study on the different ways that God communicates with us. Uh, yes, he still uses verbal uh, speaking to people. I've never heard it myself. I've heard very, very strong impressions from him that were borderline hearing him actually speak, but he still does that. And a lot of people still hear him speak. It's not like it's, oh, okay, well, it's thousands of years later, so he doesn't do that anymore. Um, that's not true at all. He still does that. He's still God. He's still the God of the universe, and he can still do whatever he wants to. That's mm -hmm. Psalm 115.3. Okay. So he is God, he is in heaven, and he does whatever he wants to do. There's somebody else. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Whitney and Jeff. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Seattle. I'm, I'm going to say Seattle. Are they friends on Facebook? They're, they're friends on Facebook, but yeah. I don't know them well. I have a lot of people on <coughs> Facebook that I don't really from. know well. So, um, well, welcome. Welcome to our Bible study this morning. So I want to start off with, um, and this is in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 1, and it says, uh, Therefore exhort 
exhort first of all that. Let me start this again. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and givings of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So, one of the first things, and I, I have had, uh, when I was out in Missouri, had a significant disagreement with a gentleman. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't have the disagreement. He was quite rude, and I'm not claiming it in a sense, but it was he was quite rude. Uh, in his hatred for Joe Biden, uh, our president, and uh, he was kind of ranting and raving, and and uh, I said, I said to him, um, I said, do you pray for the president? And boy, that just sent him off on a tire. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't blah blah blah. And then just he got really <laughs> foul, and I'm like, I said, well, then our conversation's over. And you know, here's the problem that we often have as conservatives. Or liberals either direction. When we disagree, yeah. She remembers, yeah. When we disagree with somebody, we grow to, making difference whether they're uh, politicians or the neighbor, we grow to hate that person subtly. Even as Christians, we have that and we won't pray for them. And we, re and we don't realize that, you know what? Everybody is facing their need for God, including us who are saved. Everybody is facing their need for God in some way. Scripture, this isn't the only place that, that Paul talks about this, but Scripture tells us we're supposed to pray for those in leadership over us. Guess what? You, it, it's, it doesn't say anything about agreeing with them or, or promoting them or any of that kind of stuff. It says pray for them. Yeah, it's not... Not like you decide, well, I, I really don't like what they teach or preach or right, whatever. So I'm not going so to pray for them. Yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what I ran into. And yeah. I was very shocked by his response. But there's 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 a reason for this. And he goes on, he says, at the end, he says, who desires all men to be saved and to come, or excuse me, back up, back up, verse 2. Uh, wait a minute, just let me read the whole thing. <laughs> Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. And that word men, that's... Mankind. Both genders. Yeah. That, yeah, it's just mankind. For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead... And there's a reason. The ideal of, of, of praying for our leadership is so that our life will be better. I mean, it's not like it's an ulterior motive. It's simply that that's the end result of prayer for those in leadership. Because as God blesses them, so God blesses us. Right. So that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. You will not lead anybody to the Lord if you're not praying, whether you're praying for them specifically or you're praying for the ability and humbleness within mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. to see that happen. Yeah. All right. First uh, Thessalonians 5.16 says, pray, rejoice always, pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And it goes on with some more um, strong advice there. 
Paul loves to use lists. We've talked about the list. This is the way. <laughs> He's channeling Mandalorian right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let me guess. You've been you've been waiting for a year to be able to say that, haven't you, Kevin? Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, bless you, sir. <laughs> this is the way. We pray. It is the way. We pray today, today because it's the way. Um, okay. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it's not, we're not, we're not just taught, you know, prayer is a good thing. You know, if you get a chance, pray for those in leadership for you or, or over you. Uh, if you, if you get a chance, have a word or two with God. Mm -mm. He's saying pray without ceasing, mm -hmm. which is, which is a really phenomenal thing. Good morning, Laura Hi, Lee. God Dan. bless you. Good Hi, morning, Laura Dan. Lee. God bless you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a really phenomenal thing. One of the struggles that we have is we see things like this, pray without ceasing. Well, we can't do that. I can't spend my whole day on my hands and knees and praying. Yeah. Well, no, but that's it, not what he's saying. Mm -hmm. He's telling us we need to be open to the Holy Spirit's move on our lives constantly. And we do that by spending as much time as feasible in actual prayer. Mm -hmm. So what happens is uh, uh, pray we do like this we do. Now she wants to be Yoda. Okay, so we've got Yoda, <laughs> we've got a Mandalorian. <clears throat> it is the Star Wars. Darth Vader stuff. shows up and we're really going to uh -huh. start praying. Oh, like, well, uh, how they type that one out? <laughs> Breathe. Luke. Raspy breathing. Raspy breathing. Luke. Um, yeah. <laughs> so rejoice always. So this is, this is a, this is a list that, that Paul has given. Many of Paul's teachings gives us lists of things that we can bring into our lives and make a part of our lives to make our lives better, to, to help us to grow in maturity and help us to know the Holy Spirit better. Praying without ceasing is simply a very important part of that. So to pray without ceasing means to not only spend time where you're actually in prayer, like verbally speaking prayers, but that you, because you do that as often as you can, you have this tendency, we have this tendency to be, to, to grow an ear for the Holy Spirit because of what becomes part of us. Um, there's an old saying, what you want or what you, what you focus on is what you become. And that's, you know, some version of that saying has been around for, you know, right. that's probably scriptural. Anyway, my point is, is, is when we spend enough time in prayer, and when I say enough time in prayer, that's not like a limit. Okay, we need to spend four hours a day or we need to spend, you know, 50 minutes a day or whatever. It's not like that. Again, it comes back to needing the Holy Spirit to guide us into how often we need to be in actual prayer but what we do is in that process, we start to develop this relationship with God where his Holy Spirit is guiding us and keeping us and speaking to us throughout the day. How many times have you ever found yourself coming up with a problem, a sol a solving a problem suddenly out of nowhere? Oh, I know how to fix that. That's that regular connection with the Holy Spirit yeah. and the Father where you're hearing Hearing him speak to you in different ways. How many times has somebody come up in your life and just out of nowhere you think of somebody and you know, oh, I need to pray for that person. There's something going on. Or I need to connect with that person. I need to call them or something like that. How many times have you made decisions that were just like supernatural out of nowhere? That's the praying without ceasing that comes as a result 
of actual purposeful intentional prayer as often as you can yeah that's not on your knees 24 hours a day now i'll be totally honest with you it would be wonderful to do that but that's not an active christian's life an active christian's life is always being able to hear the holy spirit because when i do have the opportunity i am on my knees i am talking to god i am praying i am seeking him and you learn to hear him quicker and easier and more it becomes more relevant to your moment and your time mm-hmm. that is praying without ceasing mm-hmm. because it becomes a priority in your life absolutely yeah and of course if you want to follow the list uh that that paul um puts out we often talk about it because there are many things that he lists out that makes it easier First, oh, I need to do this. I need to make this a part of my life. It's Mm -hmm. not a lawful thing. It's like you got to get your act together. That's not what I'm saying. It's not a formula where it works the same for every person. It is a truth where we see, okay, this, good morning, Joy. God bless you. Um, It is a truth where we start to hear him better and better as we grow. All right. So something Jesus said um, in, in Matthew chapter five, verse 44, he says, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good for those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. If you serve the Lord long enough, you'll have people like this in your life. If you've never had somebody like this in your life, you will, because people are people. So we're, we're men and women of God, but we live in a world that doesn't put their focus on him anymore mm-hmm. we live in a country the united states has become very you know used to call the united states a christian country we know that's not the case anymore but there's a, there's a reality where in a world where there's <laughs> in a world where there's you know i just i'm sorry <clears throat> i did my my movie advertisement thing uh, what do they call them uh, trailer uh, in a world where there is not a focus on god and where people who do focus on job god often deal with uh being made fun of or laughed at or ridiculed or whatever and where the beliefs that we know to be true by scripture and by the re- revelation of the holy spirit where those beliefs are being twisted and turned upside down which scripture even tells us that in the last days right will be wrong and wrong will be right yeah we're seeing that in that kind of world that you and i live in you will be spitefully used and abused there will be people who take advantage of you that's that's just unfortunately that's just a reality Scripture gives us warnings about ways that we're supposed to react to others because Scripture is the Word of God, and the Word of God comes from God, and God knows this is true. God never gets surprised. It's not like when he walked into the garden and, and you know, Adam and Eve were all hiding somewhere. It's just like, it's, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you did that. I don't know what to do now. He doesn't get caught off guard. He knows the, the future from the past, and understanding that, well, hi, hi Jim. Jim. God bless you, sir. <laughs> and understanding that helps us recognize when Scripture says this is going to happen. Good morning, Joey, Joey Glenn. Glenn. God bless you, sir. Thank you for stopping by. Yes. Um, 
Scripture tells us it's going to happen because Scripture is trying to help us grow in strength and understanding. And one of the keys to growing in the Lord is loving those who treat us bad. I, I often think about the, the, the situation that Jesus found himself in. And not unaware. It's not like Jesus yeah. was drugged to the cross, kicking and fighting and screaming yeah. and, you know, yeah. going oh, on. No, about, I can't oh, believe no. this is happening. How could you do this to me? Mm. It wasn't like that at all. He was very aware. He was peaceable. I, I, one of my favorite little passages of Jesus's goodness was <clears throat> when they started to take him and Peter drew a sword out and cut the ear off of the guy who had a hold of Jesus was trying to drag him off. Yeah. And Jesus is like, man, put your sword away. What are you doing? And picks up the ear off the ground. Puts it back on the guy. And sticks it back on him and heals him. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Why would you do that? You know, I've often heard people say, uh, you know, when, when, when you experience uh, a mistake at the store or somebody does <clears throat> makes a mistake and you benefit from it. And you fix it. And people will say, why would you do that? You know, that was your opportunity to, yeah. to, to whatever. Because mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's what my prayers do is they build me. And then I get to pray for the guy who's obviously ready to cheat to make a few bucks. <laughs> pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. We're yeah. supposed to pray for everybody, yeah. but we especially need to remind ourselves to pray for those. And, and Nancy and I have experienced this. You know, we've had this kind of situation come up and we've had to remind ourselves, we're supposed to pray for those people. Because <clears throat> yeah. you don't want to. Yeah, our flesh <laughs> says, you know, you, know, you, know you, you would prefer to pray, God, zap them. <laughs> you know, do them down. Smite them. Smite them. Yes, there you go. There's a biblical word. <laughs> but no, that's not what we're taught. That's not what scripture says. The word of God says, pray for those who take advantage of you and use you and treat you bad. All right. So uh, next one, let's go to, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, let's go to uh, James 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. If is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Prayer is really super powerful. But we don't always realize that these things happen because of the prayer, because we're not praying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is why prayer is so important. I mean, it, yeah. Uh, well, good morning, Richard. God bless you, sir. Thanks hey. for stopping by. When we pray to God in earnestness, things happen. You know, why I've heard people who <laughs> I've heard people who don't have a relationship with God at all say, Oh, I'll be praying for you. Yeah. 
Why would you say that? Because yeah. that's that's our nature. That's the human nature is to communicate with God on behalf of others. Think about that. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest things we can do for a person is pray for them. And and in it in and there's people who don't even know God who know that better than many of us who do know God. It's like when you say, "Oh yeah, I'll, be, I'll keep you in prayer." I seen this is just the other day. This lady was having a conversation. She was in a um, um, a craft show that we were at. <clears throat> she was having a conversation with another lady. And this other lady was telling her all the physical problems that she was having. And I had already heard this woman talking and her attitude and everything. And I'm like, okay. And, and Father, forgive me for judging, but she did not sound Christian at all. No. She was using some pretty rough language and she was sarcastic and mean about things and that kind of stuff. But this woman, so a friend of hers, says it says tells her about all the problems that she's having, and as she's leaving, the woman says to her, "says Well, I'll be I'll be keeping you in my prayers." Yeah. All right. Yeah. That brings up a whole other bunch of questions that we're not going to get into because our focus today is prayer. But it is that knowledge that even if we don't have a relationship with God, we know we're supposed to pray. Yeah. That's how we were made. Yeah. Communicate with God. God did not create mankind and then leave. He created mankind and remained all these years, thousands of years later, same God, creator of the universe, still wants to have communication with us on a regular basis. That's who he is. Yeah. And we get that privilege of being able to take our needs. So we, in this passage, it, it um, um, talks about um, praying for the suffering, uh, whether you're suffering. And this is important. Is anyone among you suffering? Pray. So if we're given permission, and we're going to see this again. We're given permission to pray for ourselves. God, I need you. I need you. I need you to change my life. I need you to heal my body. I need you to heal my mind. I need you to give me a job. I need you in my life. It's not selfish. It's not demanding. It's not overbearing. Jesus wants to talk to us. He wants to hear from us. And when we have needs, he wants us to bring. It's not, and the Bible tells us it's not like he doesn't know. So then the question becomes, well, if he already knows my situation, why do I need to pray? Yeah. Because he's a relational God. He wants to hear from you. And sometimes it is our terrible situations that bring us to the point where we actually will take the time to have a conversation with him. And that's really it. I, I heard a, I heard a, a story. I don't know if it's a kind of a parable or if it's something based on truth. But um, this guy, man, manly God, I mean, manly God, godly man, godly man, loved the Lord and began a business. And he was so thankful and so gracious and constantly prayed every day, every day. God bless my business, bless my business, bless my, among his other prayers. And God began to bless it and began to grow and it began bigger and bigger and bigger. And the bigger it got and the more successful it was, the less time he had to pray. Mm-hmm. And he got big and big and big to the point where he was like, you know, he wasn't even hard at going to church because he was just so busy. And then one day something happened and the business began to shrink. And then before long, within just a short period of time, it was bankrupt. And the next thing you know, he's on his knees next to his bed. says, God! And God looks down and says, Oh, oh there, there you are. are. See, there, there are circumstances. Yeah. It's, it's, it's under, under, we have to understand that our circumstances many times what determines whether or not we are in prayer. Mm-hmm. And those circumstances can be 
moved upon by the Holy Spirit to get us involved, to get us talking to God. Mm -hmm. He will leave the 99 to go after the one. He will do extreme to get our attention because he loves us. He's more concerned about our eternal heart and soul than he is about whether or not we have a life of luxury and peace and all that kind of stuff here. Mm -hmm. So what he does is he moves mountains to bring us closer to him. And trust me, I, I accept his wisdom in that regard far more than my own. And I will question, what are you, excuse me, what are you doing? I don't understand this, God. Sometimes he answers me with, just trust me. And sometimes he just is quiet, which causes me to speak to him more. Let's go to another passage. Um, doo -doo. Hebrews uh, chapter, I see, Hebrews chapter 13, um, ver uh, verse 18. Pray for us, for we are confident that we have a good conscience and in all things desiring to live honorably. But I especially urge you to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. Pray for us. This is, this is, this is the privilege that the church has to communicate to others and say, Hey, I have a need. Will you remember me in your prayers? We love to pray. We absolutely love to pray for people. It's not just a, um, it's not a chore for us. It's a joy. It's a privilege to be able to hold somebody else's needs up in prayer. I love it when somebody sends me a prayer request. I'm like, wow, what an honor to be able to take that person's need and present it to Jesus. Yeah. So anytime, and we always say, hey, if you got a prayer request, you want to post it up there, you want to send it to us privately, however it is that you need to communicate it, we will take it in privilege. Now, I want to tell you something, okay? All these scriptures that talk about praying for each other, that's the reminder and proof that other people praying for you is effective. It's important for us to realize, hey, <laughs> that person's praying for me. Look what happened. Mm -hmm. I gave you a personal experience. Okay. We got this little group, this little text group um, that we do prayer requests. And it, it's, sometimes it's real active and sometimes it's not. So we're on vacation down at my folks place in California and I started getting sick, really sick. I was in significant pain. I knew what it was. It was a, it was a kidney stone and, or a gallstone. Yeah, gallstone. I could feel it. It was burning. It was achy. It was just, it was, and I was miserable and it was coming on quickly and I was ready to go to the hospital. And I thought, if this doesn't go away shortly, um, it's hospital bound. And I told Nancy, I said, get on the prayer chat and don't pray for me. 20 minutes later, it was completely gone. Completely gone. Yeah, and that was in, in the prayer chat. People were are very faithful to pop Response on there and respond. Response. And sometimes they just, you know, the little emoji of the praying hands or, or you know, the words praying for you uh, or whatever. But you see that response jump on there really quick. Yes. Several, five or six or I, I don't even know how many yeah. people. And so that prayer went from, from his words to my typing to their prayers to him being healed in twenty minutes time. It was it was amazing. And I have had it's it's not it's not the only healing that I've had. But it is an it is an amazing thing when you start to talk start to, to, to see the effective prayer of people. 
Um, let's see, let's go First John 5.14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have the petitions, that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So, uh, in other words, what if we ask in confidence in Christ? We will receive. Now, here's a here's a, here's a really super important. Because here's here's what happens. Okay, I'm praying for the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Okay, and let's say they're playing the Chiefs, defending champs. Okay, and all these righteous, good men and women in Missouri are praying for the Chiefs to win. How does that pan out? <laughs> How's that going to work? I, I love. Is it? Uh, is it John Christ? I think it's John. He, yeah, John. He Christ. does weird things. Yeah. He'll say, oh, "I'm not praying for that. I'm not praying. No, no. That's. I'm not going to pray for that. That's stupid." <laughs> and it's like, okay. Well, he's a comedian. He's just trying to make it funny. Yeah. But here's the reality. Look at this. Look at this. Let me read this verse to you again. Verse 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. There's another passage of scripture that says that you don't receive because you ask amiss or mm -hmm. you ask improperly. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, does that mean I'm going to hell because I'm praying for the 49ers to win the Super Bowl? No, that's, 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 that's not the point. The point is, is quite often we don't receive an answer to our prayers because we're asking them uh, improperly. We're asking for the wrong thing or we're asking. If we want the will of God, first of all, that's our priority. I want to always, always, always seek the will of God first. It is his will that makes my life glorious and wonderful and amazing. But when I am incongruent with his will, things are going to fall apart. Hmm. And the, the prayers that I'm asking, I, I, I want a Lamborghini. I don't. I, I couldn't even get in a Lamborghini. <laughs> okay, I want a Hummer. Hummer. Uh, whatever it is, it's not... It's not effective for the life that God knows that I need. And that's improper. So when we ask according to his will, he's going to act. But his will is always goodness for us. So if I ask for a Lamborghini, he's going to say, yeah, you won't even. I mean, if I gave you a Lamborghini, Matt, you wouldn't be able to afford the insurance. <laughs> Come on. You know, the gas mileage of like negative two miles a gallon. <laughs> the, the, the point is, the point is, is, is when we seek his will, when we, we seek to know him, one of the things we have to understand is in the process of asking for things in our prayers, asking for this or asking for that, there is a supernatural will that we want to be subservient to first. Now, that said, that said, it's very important to understand that God's desire and his will is always the best for us. That means he doesn't have a problem if we ask for money, but he has a problem if money is our priority. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have a problem if we ask for a house as long as he's still number one. When he knows that we're asking for things that are not, that are going to get in the way, he's not going to get, I mean, think about it. Why would he? Yeah. Now, we can make gods out of just about anything, like the story of the man who had a big business and it caused his relationship with Jesus to suffer, okay? 
When we are seeking his will, he will do that. When we say, God, I don't know how this is supposed to happen, but I want your will first. I want you to be the priority in my life. Those things that we often want won't show up because he knows that will get in the way. And we have asked him to be his will, that to, for his will to be our priority. All right, next one. Now, where am I at? Matthew, back in Matthew, chapter 21, verse 21. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. And that kind of tags on to the last one. There are things, this, these are the words of Jesus. Jesus is just, he's just cursed the fig tree. And the disciples are like just blown away by the fact that they come by the fig tree the next day and it's like all withered up and scrawny. Let me read the entire uh, paragraph, verse 21. So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to this fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Hey, Good Bob. morning, Bob. Bless you, sir. One of the struggles that we have is that we don't ask. And there's another passage that says you don't get, you don't receive because you don't ask. You lack, you have lack. You, you do without because you're not asking. So there's that place where we have to understand, okay, there are things that we ask for that we need. And that quite often we want. Jesus is not opposed to us to having, having things in our lives that are just fun. Okay. I don't need a TV, but I got one. I don't, I actually don't even need a, a cell phone, but I've got one. I've got several. I don't, there's a lot of things I don't need, but Jesus is gracious and he likes to bless us. But one of the things that we struggle with is realizing that it's okay for us to ask for things to begin with. Now, I just like the last passage we just read. Hey, you know, there are some things that you got to ask according to his will. And that's why you don't have them. But one of the struggles that we have as, as humans is we dip our, 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 our toe in, in the water and it's cold. We don't want anything to do with the entire ocean now. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, it's so common in church. If you go to church and somebody is doing something they shouldn't do, oh, well, I don't want to ever go to church again. Yeah. You know, See you that. run into problems. Yeah, it's, 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 all, it's often the case. You have a friend who does, does you dirty. I don't want any more friends. Mm -hmm. You know, you do a job and it doesn't work out. So I don't want to work anymore, yeah. which is a big problem. But anyway, <laughs> so understanding that, yeah, there are things we need to ask according to his will. And I think the easiest way to do this is if we're uncertain, just tell him, hey, I want your will. But also, I would like to have that truck. You know, because he's good and he's gracious, but he's more concerned about our soul than he is about us having a truck. Mm hmm. So if that's going to get in the way, we want to let him keep from doing that. You know, I have a truck. It ain't much of a truck, but it does the job of a truck. Mm -hmm. That's all I need. Mm -hmm. Would I like to have a nicer truck? Well, sure. Yeah. But I don't drive around all over the place, and I really can't afford the insurance on a fancy truck anyway. I use it when I need it. But there's a reality where I, if I can remember that I want his will, more than I want my will. The truck may be his will. You never know. But we have to ask, or you're never going to receive 
if you don't ask. Yes, God does a lot of stuff sovereignly. But he's also calling us into relationship. Relationship demands that we communicate. Communication is, God, I need this. I would love to have that. But it's also, God, I love you. Prayer is also one of the number one places we should be worshiping is through prayer. In the model prayer that Jesus gave us, or it's often referred to as the Lord's Prayer, whatever, what's the first thing he says? Um, recognize who we're talking to and his station. Yeah. Our Father, who oh, is in heaven, yeah. hallowed be thy name, your name. Yeah. I worship you first. Yeah. That gives us precedence. This is, this is why most churches will worship and then teach. Because worship is honoring that the parameters of that prayer first before we seek to understand more. Regardless of what we get and grasp, we worship the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Um, okay, so Proverbs. love Proverbs. Proverbs 15, 7 says, The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. He loves to hear from us. Yeah, you go. Regardless of what the world might be doing, he likes to just hear from us. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's always funny because, because it, see, the number one will of God is relationship. That's the first and foremost. So if a person says, well, I don't know what God's will is, well, relationship. And then relationship just brings in all these other things. So many, so many questions about the will of God can be answered by just recognizing that he desires relationship with us first. That's what we were created for. Adam and Eve. Adam shows up and what's the first thing that happens? Him and God become buddies. That's the number one priority for humanity is to have relationship with God. And he loves, loves, loves. To have communicate when Nancy and I, I love talking to Nancy. I just we, we we have and and I know in here when we're doing Bible study, I do most of the talking, but she does a lot of talking. I mean, she doesn't like. I'm the one that talks too much, but we we have we have communication. I love communicating. We get into some really cool conversations, especially about God, but about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, nature. Nature is, yeah, his, his creation is one of our favorite, favorite things. We love to be outdoors. But that joy that I feel is multiplied, multiplied, uh, greatly in the joy that it gives God to have communication to hear from his saints. It's just the case. Yeah. You know, and you know, yeah, and he listens. He hears everything we say. He hears what the sinner says. Whatever that, whatever is addressed to him, he hears it because he's omnipresent. He's always around us. And recognizing, understanding that part, it's like, oh, even if I don't feel like God's listening, he's listening. Mm -hmm. All right, one more. Whoops. <laughs> Let's go to Psalm 5, uh, five verse 1. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I will pray. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you and I will look up. One of the 
one of the key um, methods, if you will, one of the key methods of growth in our life with Christ is our communication and how often we do it. And as the psalmist was saying, in the morning when I rise, here's 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 a place I'm trying to train myself. Okay, now we our alarm clock is um, is my phone, so it's the first thing I see in the morning every morning. And so, you know, and of course, I have all these little notifications up at the top. And so I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I will spend 10 minutes before I get myself out of bed going through a bunch of gibberish. And I'm learning that that's not the way I should be starting my day. The first thing that needs to happen is communication with God. Lord, good morning. Father, I want you to be the central focus of my day. I want you to be present. I want to worship you. I want to hear from you. I want to tell others about you. Help me to walk your path today. Now, it would be really cool if that was if I was, you know, bragging on myself, but I'm not. That's 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 a reality that I'm still learning to walk in. Fortunately, God is very patient and very kind towards those who love him. And so it's important for us to understand that when we lack in areas uh, like prayer. And so uh, I would ask you to think about making the first act of your day a good morning to the Father. And I think that will, because there, there have been days when I've done that and I know and I feel his presence so much stronger as I begin my day. And so I would kind of challenge you to join me in trying to make that your first action of the day. Shut the alarm off, put the phone back down, and say good morning to the Father. And then maybe grab a verse or two to carry with you. My verse this morning, um, when I did realize I need to do this, <laughs> I'm sorry, um, you know, was um, uh, if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. I will come and I will be their God and heal their land. And that's probably quoted wrong. But there's, there is just an understanding. What is God saying that I'm not hearing because I'm not listening? I'm not communicating. So today is a Today is a day of prayer, National Day of Prayer, with the focus, uh, the focus is, is on praying for those in leadership. But I, I would say, say, take it a step further. Yes, we need to pray for those. And we, we just read in scripture where, where we're told to do that. We need to pray for those in leadership over us. If you're not praying for your president, you better not be complaining about your president. If you're not praying for your mayor, then you better not be complaining about your mayor. Because that's one of the things that we have to understand is when we pray for somebody, we're given an authority in that area, but not unless that person's, um, not unless that person becomes a priority in our prayers. And I don't mean uh, when I say authority, I don't mean to cast him down or to complain about. It. Really, as Christians, we should never be complaining. And I'm guilty of that, but it, I'm working on. It. 
if we aren't praying for somebody first, if you have communication with somebody, if you have somebody that you need to confront to discuss a difficult matter and you don't pray for them first, you probably should keep your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? When you walk up to a person to correct them or complain to them or whatever it is, and you're a Christian, Jesus is inside of you. And if Jesus is inside of you, what comes out of you should reflect that at all times. Yeah. Yes, I agree. That's easier said than done. And I'm working on it too. But half the battle is accepting the truth of where we, the direction we need to go with our lives. And then activating it. So pray for people. And as we celebrate the National Day of Prayer, pray for everyone that you can remember and call to mind that God would bless them and that their lives would flourish under the, the, um, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Kingdom. The kingdom of God is here. And we need everybody to join in because God loves everybody and there's a great future for the kingdom of God. Now, let's pray. All right. Father, thank you so much for the word this morning. We are quite often just astounded uh, by the goodness that you have for us, by the relationship, by the communication that we are given the privilege to have with you. We pray, Lord Jesus, for your presence, Holy Spirit. We give you, we give you lead. This morning, as, as this day begins across our nation, trying to remember the importance of communication with you through prayer. Pray, Lord Jesus, over those in leadership of our country, in our states, and uh, our counties and our cities, in our homes, in our jobs, wherever we go, Lord Jesus, those who lead and take on responsibility and take on the difficult um, mantle of that, that they would know to listen to you and yes. they would be blessed in their coming and going. Father, we lift up our law enforcement agencies across our nation, across our globe to you. These men and women who put on a uniform and stand between us and tyranny. Pray, Lord Jesus, your blessings over them that they would hear and know and recognize your goodness and be blessed. Father, thank you for prayer. Thank you for that gift to not only have conversation with you, but to bring our needs to you and the needs of others. Of course, right now, Lord Jesus, our greatest need is your presence in our lives, in all of our lives. Whether we are in leadership, whether we are in law enforcement, whether we are uh, doctors or nurses and firefighters and EMTs and paramedics, and whether we are in business, whether we are teachers, whether we are young or old, whether we are bringing the word of God or just feeding a homeless person. Whatever it is that we're doing, Lord Jesus, help us to learn ongoing, consistent communication with you. Teach us what it truly means to pray without ceasing. 
to hear your voice and to bring our needs to you and just to talk to you. Thank you for all that you do, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you would bless and pour out on all the leadership across the nation that is promoting this particular day to remind folks to talk to you, to pray to you. Bless this day across our nation and across this globe as we have people from all over the world, Lord Jesus, that are a part of this now. I pray, Father, for your blessings there and that we would desire and hunger to pray like we would desire and hunger food or drink. Help us to pray. Help us to know how to pray. Lord Jesus, let's do it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. God bless you guys. We hope you guys got something. Remember, today is, is the National Day of Prayer. Yes, it is. May the 4th be with you and all that kind of stuff. But hey, God wants to hear from us. It's not like it's, it's I mean, it's, it's not new, but it's true that sometimes we forget that. Daily prayer is great. Hourly prayer is powerful. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, we'll still have Bible study anymore. Yeah. Okay, yes. Um, the show that we're doing this weekend starts tomorrow, but I forgot that. Not till late evening. in the evening. So we will still be here tomorrow. And we will be in the Bible. <laughs> Wherever we would have been today, which now I think it was probably... Colossians? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Colossians. I think so. So we'll be back in Colossians tomorrow. Anyway, love you guys. God bless you. Bye. Bye.